This is Healthcare Strategies. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. I'm Hannah Nelson, Assistant Editor of EHRintelligence.com. While EHRs have been around for decades, they are still plagued with usability and interoperability challenges. Recognizing this, leaders at Holy Name Medical Center, a 360-bed hospital in New Jersey, abandoned the traditional strategy of hiring an EHR vendor to provide their EHR platform and decided instead to custom develop their own EHR system. Today, we are speaking with Jessica Cox, Director of Product Solutions for Holy Name, about the challenges and benefits of tailoring an EHR tool to a provider organization and what that process looks like. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Hannah. Yes, no problem. So jumping in, what was Holy Name looking for in an EHR platform? Sure. I'm sure this is a question that you have and some of your listeners will too. You know, why would you build your own EHR when there are such substantial solutions out there? But Holy Name is different. Holy Name, as you mentioned, is in northern New Jersey. It serves the New York City metro area, and it serves a very diverse population of patients. It's also the last freestanding Catholic hospital and health system in New Jersey. So the needs of the hospital are a little bit different and the way that it operates is different. But I think most importantly to answer your question, what the health system was looking for, it was an enterprise solution. Now, I know that certainly the big box off-the-shelf EHRs do offer or you know, claim to offer an enterprise solution, but we've never seen it work for us here at Holy Name. And when we say enterprise, we mean a single solution to serve the acute care setting, ambulatory setting, the emergency department. But even further than that, we were looking for a single solution to also house the HR functions of the hospital, to provide advanced directive opportunities for patients and outreach. So a singular solution to serve all of the needs of the health system. Awesome. So with that in mind, what did developing a custom EHR platform entail and who was involved in that process? Sure. So again, interestingly, this is not the first time that Holy Name has gone down this path. The system under the leadership of the hospital that's been in place for quite some time first self-developed an EHR almost 30 years ago. Now, this was when very few hospitals were using electronic health records at all. There was certainly no incentive for the system or for the providers to do so. So I think Holy Name has always had the innovation and they've always believed that technology could enable the core functions of the hospital. After self-developing an EHR so many years ago, though, certainly the decision was that something new was needed. And as we said earlier, leadership realized that the out-of-the-box solutions just weren't right for Holy Name. And so a search was started to find new IT leadership. That's really where it started, Hannah. Almost four years ago, a new chief information officer was brought in who had the vendor experience. I think that's what differs at Holy Name from maybe some of the other hospitals where you've heard they dabble a little bit in self-developed technology. Holy Name didn't approach this by looking at IT resources that typically maintain the systems of the hospital. They didn't look to them to all of a sudden go and develop something from scratch. 
they looked and really searched for leaders in the industry who have done this before and brought them in-house. And so the team was formed really at that time under the chief information officer's leadership. A product team was formed, and that's my team. I joined about three and a half years ago. A development team was formed, and it grew. We started with a couple of resources then, and now we have over 50 resources supporting the design and the development and the maintenance of this software. We also have a little bit of a blended model of on-site resources, remote resources, and offshore resources. We believe that a healthy combination of both on-site and offshore is the way to go. So that's the model that we employed, and it's given us the speed to start from scratch and get a product live in the emergency department at Holy Name in about two years. Wow, that's impressive. Very impressive. Great. So kind of switching gears here, I'm curious to know... What challenges Holy Name may have faced in the custom development process? Well, sure. There certainly were challenges. I mentioned about four years ago, we started this process and about two years in, COVID hit the United States, well, the world, I should say, but certainly it hit the Northeast very hard. Holy Name is located right outside of New York City. They were coined the epicenter of the pandemic. And so, again, this is not a siloed software vendor that is developing for Holy Name. It is employees of Holy Name that are developing. So not only was a lot of our workforce affected by COVID, but certainly family members were. And we saw our friends and our colleagues and our peers tirelessly working to take care of patients. The emergency department, which is where we first went live, we went live in May of 2021. Our friends there in the emergency department were really at ground zero. So that was a challenge for us. It was a challenge from a resource perspective because we lost a lot of our development and business teams. But we also had a large period of time where we couldn't really rely on the oversight from the medical director and nursing director uh, leaders that really have been overseeing the project, providing us that key feedback and insight that we needed to make sure that the software that we're developing isn't just a one size fit all, but that it fits the needs of the ER. So certainly COVID was a challenge and it's been for everyone, but it hit us hard. Another challenge is that you tell other vendor partners that we had to engage for integration. You tell them that we're self-developing an EHR and they kind of throw their hands up and say, wait a minute, is this real? Are you guys the real deal? And so I think early on, certainly we had to prove ourselves. We had to show those vendor partners and even some of our colleagues here at the hospital that this is the real deal and that we were serious about meeting our timeline about getting this product off the ground and into their hands in the time that we had said. But I think we did it and we did it well. And the implementation in May of 2021 was really successful. And you know, now looking back, it feels like the product has been there for much longer than just about eight months or so. That's amazing. I'm really happy to hear that. Thank you. With that in mind, how has the EHR implementation impacted clinician workflows on the day-to-day basis? Well, it's a great question. When we were first starting this process, we had to really identify what our strategy was going to be because we didn't want this just to be a 
newer and prettier version of what they had been used to using for so many years. So a lot of assessments were completed and a lot of discussions were had to really understand what the needs are and what our strategy would be. The two top strategies that we could see really had to be there from day one were usability of the software and adaptable to the many different workflows that we see in the health system. And so we did not want this to be a forced solution that the physicians, providers, nurses had to conform to. We wanted to make sure that it was going to fit seamlessly into their workflow and that if the workflows changed over time, that the system could adapt with them. With that said, we feel like the implementation has really successfully impacted their workflow. We have not ever asked them to change their workflow in order for the system to work. We've made sure that the system complements their workflows. In the emergency department, that's a little bit difficult because there is not a single workflow. As you can imagine, patients are coming in with all different acuity levels and their needs differ greatly. And so we had to make sure that it would fit their needs for that as well. And it really has. We've seen so far, it's still early. We're not even a year in yet, but we've seen improvements in throughput. So the amount of time that it takes to get a patient from the waiting room in to see a triage nurse to really assess their acuity from there, positive impacts on the time it takes to see a physician to get treated and diagnosed, et cetera. So we're seeing very positive improvements there and reduction in times of each of those critical milestones. We're also seeing improvements in the amount of time it takes for the clinicians to fully sign off their charts, which what does that mean? It means that the account gets to the coders and billers faster and those claims, the return on those is much faster as well. Doesn't mean that it was like that right away. Of course, when we first went live, there were bumps. There was a lot of shifts and adjustments that had to be made, but we're definitely seeing the positive side of that now. And we're continuing to develop our roadmap to further enhance those workflows. This year, we're excited to start working on some really advanced clinical decision support models. We're looking at using AI to determine What is the best way and at what point in the workflow is best to notify the physician of some of that decision support that's needed? You know, we're planning on introducing a chatbot into the application so that nurses and clinicians can effectively communicate with each other, even on their mobile devices, while they may be across the emergency department from each other. So a lot of exciting stuff planned for the ED And Hannah, all the while, we're continuing to expand into the health system. So that was our goal from the get-go. We started with the ED, but we're this year expanding into the ambulatory care setting, a little bit into the acute care setting. And as I mentioned, expanding some of our product offerings for HR and others. So it's an exciting time at Holy Name. Sounds like it. That's incredible. Sounds like you guys have a big year ahead and lots of exciting projects going on. So yes, we do. Keeps you busy, I'm sure. It it certainly does. But I think that drives us all. We're anxious to get this in the hands of our colleagues. Like I mentioned, they're not really a client of ours. They're our friends and our peers. Um, So that's been a fun take on this. It, It really has. Awesome. Kind of switching gears a little bit, recent research has shown that EHR implementations from the same vendor are more likely to support data exchange. With that in mind, how has Holy Name ensured interoperability with other healthcare organizations? Yeah, I mean, that is an excellent question. And it's been one of our top priorities. 
So of course, self-developing an entire enterprise solution is not done overnight. And so as we phase in these products, they're all part of the same solution, but each care setting, of course, has their own specially catered product. We have to phase those in. And so part of that plan is integrating with some of the existing systems that are there. Certainly in the emergency department, that integration was key. So I mentioned earlier that Holy Name did self-develop an EHR several years ago. Well, that EHR is still in place in the acute care setting of the hospital today. And so it was key for us to integrate this new product, which we call Harmony EHR. It was key to integrate Harmony with the existing legacy system so that order management, results, housekeeping workflows, all of those critical points along the way were seamlessly integrated into what is already happening in the hospital today, you know, bed management and admission and discharge orders, all of that. So that was one of the first things we had to accomplish. And we did that. And those systems are very seamlessly integrated. But there are certainly others. I think we see this in a lot of health systems, actually, Hannah. We see there's kind of two paths that the system may go down. One is they do purchase an enterprise solution, you know, the big guys in the business that have these big, robust products. And they sort of expect the providers and the clinicians to conform to the needs of that technology, right? Because they spent millions of dollars on these products and you got to make it work. The other path that we see a lot of health systems take is finding the leader in each care setting and purchasing a different product there. That's what we have really at Holy Name right now. So we see in the ambulatory care setting, we have a multitude of different EHR vendors that are supporting our more than 75 or 80 physician practices in our network today. So it has been key, like you said, to ensure that that integration maintains until we can sort of move into that care setting. Our goal and what we truly believe is once that is complete, the model is fully enterprise so that a patient who comes into the holy name network, whether that's coming into the ER or one of many physician practices, maybe it's our cancer center or wherever that may be, that they are treated as one person in Harmony EHR and their records just expand throughout the continuum. And so we're very anxious to go live on the ambulatory care setting because there we think we have a big impact. A patient who had come into the emergency department who now has to follow up with a primary care physician that physician has records of everything that was done in the ER without having to open another window or access another product, even by single sign-on. That's not the expectation. The expectation is that within that PCP's workflow itself, they're going to have access to those records. The opposite workflow is necessary as well. A patient comes into the emergency department and they have a history at Holy Name by seeing a cardiologist or a PCP within our network as well. We see it so often that when patients come into the ED, they're sometimes unable to communicate their current medication list. What meds are you taking? What are your allergies? Like, What's your medical history? Now the emergency department has all of that information at their fingertips. Not only do they have to look back to find it, but it is brought forward into the current record for that patient in the ER right in front of them. They just validate it and move on. So we feel like there's a lot of opportunity there to improve patient safety, you know, to improve usability and clinician experience. 
but it's going to take a little time to get there. Our hope is sometime this year that we will go live in the ambulatory care setting and start to expand throughout the network and really be able to talk more about that impact. Great. This has been a fascinating conversation, Jessica. I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Absolutely, Hannah. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And for our listeners, feel free to reach out to us at hnelson at techtarget.com to share your thoughts on this topic. You can also use this email address to tell us any other healthcare-related questions or stories you would like us to consider covering. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and a positive review. Thank you so much for listening. This has been an Intelligent Healthcare Media production. 